very warm welcome to you from Equa Marketing. This presentation is brought to you by Equa.com, a leader in digital marketing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another amazing episode of Growing Dentist Podcast Show. Today, I'm excited to have Dr. John Montoya with me. He's a practicing dentist who is also an entrepreneur. He has been practicing for, I believe, 17 years, and he's the founder of Boulder Dental Designs. Doctor, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate your time. Can you let our viewers know a little bit about yourself, Doctor? Like, tell us your story. When did you graduate from dental school? Um, I know you are very entrepreneurial. So tell us, uh, walk us through your journey. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I went to dental school at uh, Creighton University. Graduated in two thousand and one. Yeah. And after dental school. You know, like a lot of doctors, I um, ended up getting a few associateships. I went back to my hometown of uh, San Diego, California, and bounced around a little bit from office to office until I, I found a, uh, a home. Uh, I, I ended up in a partnership out there for several years, and that was um, really nice because it got me into a uh, fee-for-service practice, uh, a very cosmetic occlusion-oriented practice, and, um, you know, I learned a lot uh, going through the, the years. Eventually, it got to the point where, you know, San Diego was just gotten to grow so large that um, I had an hour and 10-minute commute to work, hour and 10-minute commute home. I only lived, lived uh, 15 miles from my office. It just got too much for my family and I to really appreciate San Diego for what it was for, and uh, we love to be outdoors. And so we went on the search to look for uh, another opportunity. You know, I got out of my partnership in San Diego, and, and I found a practice in, in uh, Boulder, Colorado, that was very similar to the one that I, I had in San Diego. And purchased the practice. Doctor handed me the keys. Um, he walked out, I walked in, and we've really been growing ever since. It, it was in 2008 where I moved to Boulder, which we all know 2008 wasn't the greatest year, but we ended up uh, growing that year, and we've doubled the size of the practice over the last couple of years. Yeah, it's still growing. So that's where I'm at today, still practicing clinician. Uh, I've acquired another practice, which is an insurance-driven practice, and um, I'm looking to acquire my third. That's wonderful. So you made the transition from being a, a dentist to an entrepreneur. So you really started, I mean, you still practice, but what I mean is like you, you kind of also got good at building a business. Yeah, you, you know, I mean, too many times doctors spend too much time in their practice and not on their practice. You know, this is a small business that you have to constantly learn and, and grow at. Um, and you don't get a lot of business training in, in dental schools. So there's nice opportunities to listen to podcasts and, and there's a lot of stuff online and training and, and those sort of things to help you run your business as a business. So I've done a lot of a lot of work on that personally and and over the years and have a lot of great mentors. So it's it's really it's really good to look at your business as a business and not just a practice. Right, right, makes sense. Um, 
Tell me about some of the challenges you faced uh, in your practice that uh, you kind of found creative solutions for. Uh, um, I, I know you came up with a dental plan, but uh, what are some of the things that you noticed uh, over the last, I guess, 17 years as uh, things that dentists struggle with? You know, dentists struggle with a lot of things in business that, uh, you know, they need education on. One is, you know, marketing the business. Again, we, you, we don't get a lot of training in marketing, so doing a lot of research and trying to bring those patients in and keeping those patients in the, in the practice has been a challenge over, over the years. Um, obviously, staff, if you talk to any dentist out there, you know, staff relations and keeping staff and, and keeping staff happy and, and going forward for um, staff retention is, is a problem. And then, you know, dentistry, learning and growing uh, in the field of dentistry, it's it's always changing, you know, and now with all the digital implementation in, in dentistry, you, you've really got to stay on top of, of that or you'll be uh, left in the, the times. And then, you know, one thing that is always always going to be a challenge is dealing with um, benefits and, and people's plan, insurance plans and, and those sort of things because that that's always the, the game that dentists have to to play. Whether you're in network or out of network, you're going to be dealing with dental insurance at some point. You know, throughout the day, and that's an ongoing challenge as well. Right, that's interesting. So. Um... So you've learned a lot. So I, I guess on the marketing side, really, it's about getting the right people and keeping them happy and letting them stay with you for a long time, or actually wanting, making them want to stay with you for a long time. So the customer experience is really important. How you position your practice is really important. How do you how you brand your practice is really important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, first and foremost, patients need to know who you are and where you are and how to get a hold of you. Um, you know, those are the main things because some doctors that don't have the advantage of, you know, being in a, a single building with great traffic exposure. I mean, some people are in professional buildings or tucked behind somewhere, and so they have to get the word out, okay? And, and then, you know, what kind of word are they getting out? Are they going to bring patients in through some sort of a discount or they going to bring them in towards some sort of service that they want to focus on and how are they going to market that you know and then the other thing is is that they have to track their marketing you know how are they going to know if it's working if they're not tracking it and there's a, a, a bunch of different ways to to do that um, one was relying on your front just to desk to write it down but other is tracking software and different phone numbers and you know recording calls and, and those sort of things so you can actually say hey I sent out let's for example 5,000 mailers right and it cost me arbitrarily two thousand dollars we got five patients off of that because we use tracking number to know that they called off of that mailing they came in and you can pull them up in your dental software and say they spent 15,000 between all of them that's a really good return on your investment but unless you knew that those people came from your mailer you'd never know how 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 well it's doing so you really got to be on top of tracking those those things or you may stop something that's really working or keep going on something that's not right right 
Makes sense. Yeah, I'm just um, thinking out loud. I do think tracking is really important. So, like, we we track calls for our clients. We have uh, doctors, um, you know, physicians and dentists and so forth, and we we generate around half a million phone calls. And you're right. There's a lot of people um, who really don't know, um, you know, where they're getting the patient from, and sometimes they might spend ten dollars, um, you know, ten times more to get patients one way than some other way. So it's really really important for doctors to know you know, where the patients are coming from and how the patients are coming so they can really zoom into those types of marketing activities that produce the best return on investment. And in some cases, I was just talking to a doctor from England today and uh, he was spending 500 pounds per patient. He's a spine doctor. Um, and uh, he was actually making, you know, 400 pounds per patient. I mean, that's uh, making as in not profit. That's just, you know, revenues. So he's actually losing his shirt on it and... Uh, and sometimes it's nice to know that so you're not losing your shirt on your marketing. You know, So I think it's a really, really important point you made, Doctor. Yeah, um, yeah. you want to track it, track it and see how much of those patients are costing you to bring in and, and if it's if it's worth it in the, in the long run. You know, if you don't track it, you're, you're just throwing money out there. And, and you know, we, we don't like to, to do that. It's not a, not a good plan. Right. The other thing is, um, in the old days, you can ask patients, but now uh, those are not very effective because a lot of times people look at multiple things, so they may not tell you what they did last before they called you. So with call tracking, for example, I think um, people can really you know, find out, you know, especially dentists, exactly how many calls are coming in from this versus that. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, what other lessons have we learned? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say a lot of the platforms have that, you know, those metrics built in. So, you know, it's it's getting easier and easier to track that that stuff. Right, right. And the other thing I know in today's technology is um, people don't leave voicemail. So let's say if you use a tracking software and somebody doesn't leave a voicemail, uh, the system could automatically notify you saying, hey, somebody called, nobody answered, here's the person's phone number, so you can call them back right away. So you, you're yeah. not missing those leads. Yeah. Do you use uh, texting with your call tracking? I know some people are now liking to text, so they don't really like to call anymore because let's say I'm multitasking and I'm a mom, you know, I could just quickly send a text uh, to the office, which is just another way of getting a lead. Of course, you don't yep. have to reply to them by text. Uh, is that something you have experienced? Yeah, yeah, we use text and email um, and then call we'll send out letters you know we, we run the gamut as far as keeping um, in touch with our our patients and we want to make it convenient for them to to get a hold of us too so you know we, we're open to all those different avenues um, more and more we're seeing a lot more email uh, responses come in text responses um, inquiries through through the internet and through the website you know, the majority of, of individuals have a, a smartphone now, and, and your websites all have to be optimized for for smartphones and, and easy to, to navigate. So people can just really find you quickly, find your phone number, find your email, send you you know a quick message, and um, and then you can get back to them in the same way that they responded. 
to you. You know, if they respond via email, that, that's usually the preferred method of communication, and you can go back and forth that way. You know, uh, it's really a fun time to, to be practicing with uh, all the advantages of communicating with patients. It's, it's, it's great. Right, right. Makes, makes perfect sense. I was going to ask you, um, when it comes to the customer experience, um, uh, what do you think is, is the secret of keeping those patients? You know, um, it's multifold. It really, you know, yes, we're in the, the medical profession, but we're also we're really in the customer service business. And so um, we all know it, when we get good customer service and when we get less than desirable customer service. So, you know, I, I think that treating patients as, as equals um, and not, you know, hey, I'm the doctor, you're the patient, um, you know, people are very educated, and if you get to, on their level and just talk with them and, and help explain what's what's happening with them and, and help them in the decision-making process, I think they feel more comfortable than, you, you know, just saying, I'm the doctor and this is what you need and this is how much it is and, and we need to do it tomorrow. Uh, the, the same thing goes for the, the staff. You, you, you know, I mean, you need to go now these days above and beyond um, because there is a lot of competition out there. And, and so if somebody comes in and, and, you know, is greeted with a smile and greeted by their first name and, and, and you know, you have uh, different amenities in the office available for them, like we have heat and massage in the chairs, we have coffee and tea and water and juice available for them. You know, we have sunglasses for the bright light. We use, you know, the smallest needles on the market and the most powerful topical that's out there that uh, makes their injections you know, as pleasant as you can make them. So, you know, there's little things that you can do throughout their, their visit um, to make things comfortable and make it dentistry actually, quote, you know, an enjoyable experience than something that somebody's going to come and, and dread. You know, the other thing is follow-up and, and convenience, you know, try and get those patients the appointment appointments that they want. Follow up with them after they have been in your office and had some sort of work done just to make sure that they're doing okay or make sure their their bite feels all right after after doing some, some work. It's a you know, it's little stuff. It doesn't cost you anything and it makes a, a world of impact on on the patients. And those are the patients that are going to stay with you. They're going to refer to you. They're going to talk about you out in the community and, you know, kill them with kindness. Right. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I've learned from talking to so many doctors is that the more you treat them like you want to be treated and the more you um, listen to them and, you know, make them feel like they're being heard and then uh, help them achieve their dreams, the more they, uh, you know, love you and, you know, write good reviews for you and tell their friends about you. And the less you treat them like, you know, uh, I know better and you don't know as much and you need this and you need this and this is how much it's going to cost. Um, you know, the less success they have. All right. Let's uh, talk about marketing. We talked about, you know, the importance of treating patients and the customer service uh, aspect of it. Um, I know you, you solved a problem. You came up with your own dental plan. Can you tell me more uh, what 
kind of drove you to even think about it? Like, what was the driving force behind this idea? Sure, sure. So, you know, it's it's a couple of facets of how I I came up with the uh, the, the plan, and you know, one was to just solve a problem in my own practice. Um, you know, I have a, a different variety of, of patients, and some have benefits and some don't. You know, and as my patients, you know, would change jobs or they would, you know, lose their insurance benefits or, you know, they retired and they didn't have the, the option for them. Even though we are fee-for-service practice, we still filed insurance on their behalf and we still maximized their benefits and we did all those sort of things. But patients were used to getting some sort of, quote-unquote, discount, you know, or people would ask me, hey, you know, my plan isn't reimbursing very well. You know, our renewal period is, is coming up. You know, what would you suggest we switch to? Um, or I'm losing benefits. What plans are out there that you can recommend? And as a practicing clinician, we know that, you know, really insurance isn't a benefit for us. You know, they, they take a while to, to pay, they de- deny procedures, they downgrade things, um, they cut your fees anywhere from 10 to 40 per- percent. So recommending that for, you know, some sort of plan for my, my patient population, just I, I couldn't do it. You know, I, I, I said, there's no great plan out there. But, you know, try this, try this, try this, and then call the office and we'll help you pick the best selection out of the out of the three that you have, you know, researched. So as time went on, I thought, well, you know, this is this is silly. We can we can definitely do something like this for for our patients. You know, our patients want some sort of benefit, some sort of discount. You know, I want to be able to control my my fee schedule. And, you know, the insurance companies are getting paid a a monthly premium every month. Why can't we do that in in our office? So I took a look at it and I looked at it like, uh, you know, like a gym membership. You know, I've got a gym membership. I pay my gym membership every month and I don't go to the gym, but I have the ability to to use that gym any time I want it. So I thought, hmm, I can do this for my, my patients. Um, they can pay me a small monthly fee. They can get a discount off of my UCR fees. What I'll end up doing is locking that patient into the, the practice and in a membership. So they're not going to go looking for another insurance plan. They're not going to be looking for somebody down the, the street. They're getting their needs met, which is some sort of a, a benefit in the office, a discount in the office. I'm getting my needs met because the patient is staying with me. And then I've also created a passive income stream for the for the practice, you know, with those monthly premiums. And the patients have been really, really receptive to, to that, you know, and it's turned into a, a great thing for our practice. It's been a great marketing tool to bring new patients into the, the practice. And, you know, we still have our fee-for-service patient population. We still have the, the patients that are on, you know, plans that we file their benefits for them. And then we have a, a, a whole different population of an in-office plan that the, the patients are signed up for. And so and you, that's really where it was born. 
Right. Can you tell me more about the population that seems to be attracted to this uh, plan, you know, the the dental plan that that's uh, provided by the office? Is it yeah. certain types of people or certain demographics or certain... Uh, um, yes and no. You know... Uh, a lot of a lot of retirees are, are are on the plan that uh, you know they have a lot of dental needs, a lot of old dentistry in there that's that's breaking down. They you know they were in a good job with a steady income, now they're on a fixed income. Um, they probably most most of them had some sort of benefit that now is is, is gone, and so they they're that's a very popular demographic that has signed up with the, the plan. Um, the self-employed, the, the individual, you know, the sole individual that that has their own business or just has a couple employees, um, they're really attracted to it because they don't have the means to to go out and, and get a dental plan, or it's it's very expensive, or they can't bring that to the one, two, three, five employees that they they have. Um, so they're very attracted. To the, to the plan, and then just local businesses that are providing benefits for their employees now, you know, and, and that could be, you know, small to medium-sized businesses, they're, they're really attracted to, to the plan. Um, so those, those are the demographics that we usually see. Can you tell me about the typical options you have in a plan like this? You know, uh, I assume you have tiers, and tell me, like, how much does each tier cost, and just in your practice, right? And uh, what are the benefits you would offer? Sure. So in our office, we have three tiers, you know, and that's built into the plan. Um, it's 39 49 and, and 69 a month. The um, percentages go 10 15 20 of what they can get off our UCR fees. Um, way, depending on any tier that they sign up for, they prepay in advance for their 2G hygiene visits, their exam, their their radiographs in the office. So uh, essentially, they can use those anytime they want. I mean, if they come in Tuesday and get their cleaning and exam, they can come in Wednesday and get another cleaning. They've already paid for it, so I'm not losing out on on that revenue. Um, and it helps the the front office fill those holes in the schedule because they'll call someone up and say, Hey, you, you've got a cleaning to, to use, you know, if you don't use it, you end up losing it. It's a year sign up. So, you know, they have to use that within the year. And if they don't use it, they, they lose it. Does that answer your question? Right. Yeah. So let me understand. So you said 39, 49, 59, all three options to be a month and all three options has a certain number of hygiene visits. How many do they get? Uh, they get two hygiene visits per year, um, along okay. with an exam and the and radiographs built into that. Um, okay. So really, there, there's there's zero um, barrier to get them into the hygiene schedule since they've already you know prepaid for that. Um, people t- typically don't want to lose something that they've already paid for. So um, when they say that, that you have that available in your bank of things, you know, it's really easy for the front office to, to get people in. So are people willing to pay $480 because $39 is approximately 480 a month uh, for that package or do you have to be more competitive in the pricing? 
you know, there, there's, it, it depends on region to, to region. I mean, you can play with those, those figures according to your office. You know, we found that that works well for us. Um, but in other parts of the country, it may, may need to be a little bit lower and there's some flexibility there with that. And, and that you have to kind of test your, your market and we have to talk with the, the doctors and see their, their demographic of, of people here in Boulder, you know, the income level is a little higher and then patients don't mind paying that, those premiums because they're going to be paying similar uh, to, to that if they went out and got an independent insurance plan on their own. All right. The hygiene and the, and the, and the x-rays uh, and the exams are included once uh, two hygiene visits and uh, and then they get discounts. So if they are on the $49 plan, they get 15 off versus $39 plan, they get 10% off and so forth. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, for example, I mean, if you walked into my office as a new patient, cash paying patient, and you needed a, an exam, radiographs and a cleaning, you'd be somewhere in the 250 to $300 range um, just for your initial visit. So you were, you were talking about, um, you know, are they going to pay for it? 480 a year, you know, they're going to be better off by signing up for the for the plan because they're going to be prepaying that exam, cleaning, x-rays in, in advance, you know, that times two, they're going to be ahead of the game. Right. Plus, plus then, they get discounts uh, on their service. Right. And the hygiene, right. how much is it in your office uh, if they were to pay out of pocket? Pay out of pocket, it's, you know, for the um, exam, x-rays, and cleaning is somewhere between two fifty and three hundred dollars in my in my office. All right. Okay. Got it. So definitely they're getting a deal. Okay. Got it. Um, now, how many people have signed up for this? I mean, just in your office. In my office, you know, I'll have to pull the uh, specifics, but we've got a couple of hundred people on the on the plan. Uh, between our, our few locations here, and you know, I was, I'm in the office today working on patients, and we had a, a, a patient just kind of walking. We was a walk-in, and um, self self-employed. Him and his wife run a, uh, a marketing and consulting company. He signed up for the plan for him and his family, family of four. So. So you actually can tell them, you know, either you pay for the cleaning and X-ray and exam, or buy the package, and uh, that's included. Plus, you get one more cleaning. So actually, you end up saving money. So that's like an upsell. Yes. Right. Um, once they buy the package, are they? Do they tend to um, be more loyal, or do you have any data on that? Or? So they 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 stay with the the practice, and you know that's really a, a great patient retention tool. You know, because if you can get somebody to buy into you and your your office through some sort of um, monthly program, they're going to stay with the the practice. Okay? And this is the type of, of program that's going to auto renew as well. So, you know, it's going to keep them staying with your program and with your office. I mean, they, they always have the option to, to, to cancel, but, you know, a lot of times patients will just let that renew because again, they're, 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 they're getting that discount. They're getting those, those cleanings at, at, at a discount. So, you know, it's really a win for them. Um, you know, and then you're going to win them over with your, your 
customer service and your wonderful staff and, and your excellent dentistry. So they're going to want to stay with you as well. And, you know, as you kind of get in towards your retirement part of your career, we all know that, you know, the value when you go to sell your practice isn't with the equipment, it isn't the location, it's the patients. You know, that's the cash flow of the practice. And if you can prove to somebody, hey, listen, I've got X number of active patients, but hey, you know, I have got this amount on a plan that is dedicated to this office and they're not going anywhere. Um, that, that's a, a better sell than somebody that says, hey, listen, my software says I have, you know, a thousand active patients. Well, depending on how you're doing your records, that could be true or that could not be true. You know, it could be somebody that's still coded as an active patient and they haven't been in it for years. Right. Makes sense. <clears throat> you talked about, I know you and I were chit-chatting, you said, like, let's say you have an empty, uh, empty slot for hygiene, you could call somebody who's on the plan and say, hey, why don't you come over? Today I have a, you know, slot at 2 o'clock. If you don't use it, you lose it, so might as well use it to get them back in, get them back into the routine of taking care of their, you know, getting their hygiene visits done and and also keep your team busy. So that, you said, was one of the reasons uh, you, you seem to like this. Yeah, it makes it really, you know, it takes down the barrier of getting people in. And, you know, as, as a practicing clinician, you know, about 70% of my production comes out of the hygiene schedule. So we want that hygiene schedule full in order for us to diagnose and, and treatment plan and, and talk with those patients and, you know, revisit treatment plans that haven't been done yet and, and you know, talk about the supplemental services, you know, being a, a, a business owner, I mean, you want those patients to come in as much as you can and do the services that they, they need. If they're not in the office, you don't have the opportunity to do the, 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 the services. So what we want to do is get them into hygiene, be able to get to do the exams, so to, to be able to do the, the dentistry. And, um, you know, the, the front office staff, if they've got holes in their schedule, they can you know, they can go to their unscheduled list in their software. I mean, all softwares have that in there, but they can also go on into the back portal and say, you know, how, how many of these patients haven't been in and, you know, they've already been prepaid. Let's let's start on this list first, give them a call, get them in, and then we can start on the uh, unscheduled list because those patients are going to have to come in, spend spend their money at the time of the of the visit and, and uh, you know, go through all that. So it, it's a lower barrier of, of entry for the patient. Right. I know, Doctor, you came up with one because you just wanted to automate all of this, correct? Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, the, the, doctors can do this on their their own. This this is a, is a thing that you can take a pad of paper and a pen, and you can sit down and, and you can you can make a a discount plan for your office. That being said. You know, it's a real struggle for for the office to keep on top of it. You've got to dedicate somebody to, you know, make sure that people understand what the what the plan's all about. You have to dedicate somebody to keep track of who's on the plan, who's not on the plan. You got to keep track of 
um, okay, did they pay this month? Did they not pay this month? You know, our, when's their term coming up? And, and it just gets into uh, a tracking nightmare, you know, can you do it? Yes. But what I wanted to do is take the burden off of the, the, the front office. I mean, they've got enough to deal with on their own with everything that goes into the day-to-day running of a practice to now manage something else, right? So what I wanted to do is I wanted to automate it. You know, the patients sign up on online. The patients put in their credit card information. The system collects their, their credit card information, puts them on a monthly recurring um, payment. You know, it's really easy, easy patient lookup uh, system where, you know, John Smith comes in, you type in his name, he's updated with his payments. You see when he's, he's, uh, his plan renews, you see what kind of discount he's on and you move, move forward from, from there. So there really isn't any tracking that the front office staff has to do. There's not, you know, there's nothing that they have to do as far as educating the, the, the patients on the, the, the plans because everything is spelled out online. So to take that burden off the, the front desk and incorporate something into the office at the same time is a benefit for not only the doctor, but the, but the staff, because they, they don't want something that's going to be complicated and, and something that they have to manage and they, you know, they have to make sure that the payments are being done. It's just easy. Right. That makes, makes ton of sense, doctor. Um, if I'm interested in learning more about this plan, I, I know in addition to using it for your own offices, you, you kind of uh, let other dentists use it. If I want to learn more about this plan, how would I find out? Should I contact you or is that a website? Yeah, you can do either. I mean, you can go to uh, elmsavingsplan.com. On there on the website is contact information, so it's 303 569 nine nine one six or you can email us at info at elmsavingsplan.com either way you can, you you'll be able to get a hold of us and, and we'll get back to you quickly awesome so it's a it's a simple way to kind of automate the payments and and keep track of it right that's really what it is so you're not manually doing it but like you said anybody can do it it's not rocket science it's just you're just making their life a bit easier. Yeah, we're automating the process for them. You know, I mean, yeah, anybody can do it. You know, and you're right. It's not rocket science. You know, it's monthly fees. It's a discount. It's keeping those patients in 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 the practice. Um, can you do that on pen and paper? Absolutely. You know, but do you want something that's going to run automatically for you and and keep track of that stuff on your behalf? Provide you with an uh, you know, positive income, passive income stream, then getting some sort of plan in, in place that, that is going to manage itself is a lot easier on the office and the staff and the doctor than than trying to, to do it on your, your own. Right. Fair enough. Thank you very much, doctor, for sharing your insights with us, both as a dentist and an entrepreneur and somebody who had, you know, been doing this for 17 years and has noticed a few issues and solved it for yourself and others. Um, um, we will be adding all your contact information in the show notes. So hopefully, if anybody has any further questions, uh, hopefully you don't mind if they get hold of you, doctor. 
Absolutely not. Uh, I'd be more than happy to talk to anybody that has any uh, questions or um, wants any more information. Uh, I'm always available, and, and uh, you know, even if they're not interested in the plan and just kind of want to ask me questions, feel free. Awesome. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking the time. Once again, everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Growing Dentist Podcast Show. Today, you're listening to Dr. John Montoya.